Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Last week, we are here this week. That sums that up. <laughs> um, you know, I back think, at it. Remember my feature? I was going to get started. The big picture with Jack Armstrong. <laughs> That's right. The big How's picture. that coming? You get some uh, preliminary work done uh, on that during vacation. I do think sometimes we miss the big picture on what's going on with uh, just humanity, the world, with our day to day battles. Which the day to day battles need to be fought. We're about to talk about health care. That's mm-hmm. one of them. Yes, but like this one. This uh, this uh, number they've got for us in the USA Today. 83% of tweens would choose more screen time over hanging out with friends. 83%. Humankind, people are moving away from what has been the same since people existed, mm-hmm. of, of being together, to being alone. In the Western world. In the Western world. Mostly in the Western world. Sure. Uh, I happen to hear that uh, Muslims, especially in your uh, old-timey countries, not uh, not your immigrant-to-the-West type Muslims, but still at home Muslims, still in their land of their family's familial, you know, origin. (laughs) Or something. I don't even know what I'm trying. Anyway, uh, they're they're reproducing at a rate much, much, much faster than people in the West. And so uh, well, Islam is by far the fastest growing religion because they're still making babies. Right. Uh, until uh, until they get the Internet. Right. That is how we will defeat the uh, the mullahs. Well, there won't be anybody to, here to be defeated. <laughs> Yeah, everybody will be gone. It's it's just it's just interesting. I mean, that really is the big picture. Yeah, humankind is is just disappearing from caring about being with other humans at all. Well, and since I was a lad, I loved George Orwell. Still love George Orwell. You should read his not only the famous stuff but the not famous stuff because he's brilliant and honest. As a socialist who's trying to warn his contemporaries about, well, in some cases, about the possible excesses of of his philosophy. Anyway, uh, but Aldous Huxley in Brave New World. We're we're going to be controlled not by the whip, but by the pleasure pill and by the the, the, the uh, fun stuff. We'll be amused and coddled to the point that we won't resist. That, that is that clearly happened. It was incredibly prescient. Yeah. A lot so of, with all due respect to Orwell, yes, Vincent. A lot of times, hanging out is screen time. Like, why why hang out with five people IRL when I can hang out with forty people? On social media. Because you're not hanging out with them at all. You're <laughs> having an are. inch deep interaction with them. You're not getting to know, you're not c- connecting with them in a real human way. 
Well, people are getting their uh, their needs met, obviously. No, they're not. Well, they think they are, but they're not. <laughs> it's, so it's, why do you think people are all miserable and and, and swinging down their oxycontin juice <laughs> and, and and drinking their gin like I did? And, and why do you think everybody's miserable? Every humanity is miserable. Welcome back. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of the paradox of, of technology where it, it gives us the, the placebo effect of we are more connected than exactly. ever. Exactly. Look at all my Facebook friends. Look at all these pictures I'm looking at. But we're doing so in isolation. And, and listen, the, 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 the field of psychology is rife with experiments where animals take the hit of the drug over and over again until they're dead instead of food or, or whatever pleasure, momentary pleasure. We're not made to ignore pleasure. That uh, actually the the basis of virtually every, in fact, virtually, I think I can leave the the basis of every significant philosophy embraced by mankind or religion embraced by mankind has to do with not being seduced by pleasures. Am I wrong? No, you're right. But it was a lot easier to pull off when when, uh, you didn't have a lot of options. You're out on the prairie. You're working the farm. Uh, there's nobody around to have sex with. There are no drugs available. There's no TV or internet. Uh, so yeah, you 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 plowed all day long. You went to church on Sunday. Mm. Uh, so you know, sounds like a good life. It's pretty well. It actually it, it, more fulfilling. I'm guessing for 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 a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um. But um, it's not just character that caused that to happen. There were no other options. Right. Well, right. And clearly, when you introduce these options to human beings, they will take the unhealthy options. Yeah. Well, and, and here we go. It'll well, be an a, interesting ride. We, the great article over the weekend about the, the, the unbelievable explosion in deaths from these various drugs that are out there. The people taking the elephant tranquilizers and the Oxycontin and everything like that. And how they're handling it in various towns across America. It's just, it's, it's wild. And what's especially tragic about that is there are all sorts of nervous elephants around right. who really need to be tranquil. Yes, elephants with anxiety problems. That's right. And you're gobbling up their medicines. Scumbags. I'm afraid I'm going to run out of peanuts. I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, speaking of uh, that, that sort of thing, that sort of inch-deep living... Nobody is telling the truth about the health insurance reform thingy. Republicans aren't. Democrats aren't. Uh, nobody, nobody is speaking up for the taxpayer or the long-term good. You know, there's some people who are talking about the debt, but they're, they're mostly liars. Uh, they're not even going about that, honestly, about sticking our kids with the debts. Nobody's telling the truth about the fact that uh, well, the Democrats are yelling about the Republicans are going to cut Medicaid and the poor and blah, blah, blah. The Medicaid budget is predicated on the idea that somehow in 10 years we're going to pay doctors like a dime on the dollar and they'll be fine with it. That's how they can say, well, projected over the next decade, Medicaid is actually blah, blah, blah. Because it's baked into the law, these hilariously unrealistic projections and ideas 
And so if you change that then, that hilariously, again, it's a, it's a unicorn ride. If you tell people, listen, we're going to cut back on the unicorn ride, people howl as if the unicorn ride was ever real. So there's just no honesty in talking about this at all, which is one of the reasons I don't have a lot of interest in talking about it on the radio show, because we'd have to explain everything to you unless you happen to be just a freak who's really into this stuff like our buddy Craig. But... Rand Paul on the Sunday shows yesterday, in my opinion, telling the truth. This is a little lengthy. You can't fit it on a tweet. But I thought it was really, really good. The reason that we, we talk about a death spiral is there are a lot of sick people out there, and it's not traditionally been the case that insurance companies rush to cover the sickest people first because they're quite expensive. So how do you solve that problem? That's what a lot of these attempts that you don't like are trying to do. Exactly, and I don't think any of them fix the problem. The death spiral continues. I have a solution, and I think it would go a long way towards fixing this. The individual market is a terrible place to be. If you're a plumber and your wife gets breast cancer and you're an insurance pool of two, it's a terrible place to be. I have great sympathy for people who get sick when it's just them and their spouse or their family. I would let everyone in the individual market join a group plan. How would I do that? I'd let group plans be formed by anybody that wants to form them. Chamber of Commerce, uh, Farm Bureau, credit unions, you name it. I'd let anybody form an association. And what would happen is almost everybody would flee the individual market because it's a terrible place. But, but you know what would also happen? They would be, the risk would be taken care of out of the profit of the insurance companies because everybody would be in a group plan. But, right now the insurance companies have gamed the system such that they get enormous profit from the group plans and then they lose money in the individual markets and they whine and they come to Washington, they write the bill and they get bailed out. It's, it's a terrible situation. Well, the, the, the complaint about that is that people will, will associate with, with healthier people, their premiums will be low, the sicker will be stuck in their association of sick people, and the premiums will be high. But let me get a, just a question. Well, actually, no, one, of, one of the things that is written into the rule is that all comers have to be taken. And so there Isn't is that a regulation? what happens is everybody's... Yeah, well, the thing is, is already the rules have been in place for a long time, since the 90s, that group insurance has to basically cover everybody, and it does. So if you work for a company and you get group insurance, they can't exclude you because you're sick. So companies already have had sort of protection against pre-existing conditions and protections against being sick. But what happens, because we base it on employment, the sicker and sicker you get, the less likely you are to be employed. They get pushed into the individual market, and this is a game. The insurance companies love this game. They get all the healthy people and they, they reap enormous profits. And then if you get sick, you leave employment, you don't have insurance, then they gouge you, drop you. And then they say, oh, no, no, we really want to help people that are sick, but we'll do it if you subsidize our profits. And it's like they make $15 billion a year in profit. We should not be giving them any taxpayer money. All right. Senator Rand Paul will have another yeah, week. I mean, there are solutions. They are simple. They are elegant. And for that very very small group of people who isn't taken care of by that, we fashion a small, effective remedy for that. And, and you know, instead of demagoguing the 1% of Americans that, that is truly unfortunate, we got to do something about and pretending that that's a third of us, we deal with that on a very small basis. But as the most important thing he said, Rand Paul said, and he's, if you doubt this for a second, you really need to know more about government. The insurance companies go to D.C., they write the bill. No, I don't doubt that. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I thought it was interesting that Rand Paul is the only guy as a Republican who's taken on big corporations who are making huge profits. That, I thought that was the Democrats' uh, wheelhouse. Well, and he says elsewhere in the interview, I don't mind them making huge profits. Let them. But don't come whining to Washington, D.C. for a giant bailout if we ask you to do X and Y as well. You're still going to make plenty of money. We should talk about our uh, time off, various things that we did in our own personal lives. Is it still really hot in there since the air conditioner doesn't work? Uh, yeah, I got sweat just pouring down yeah, my back. You're both pretty shiny. He, my, he, we got some shirt cling happening. Yeah, oh, that's a good feeling. I uh, I can attest to the fact that that air conditioning unit is pouring nice cold air out of the front and hot, hot air out of the back. <laughs> so I guess stay in front. <laughs> Just run around it in a circle, and then maybe we circulate the cold air enough. I don't know. <laughs> stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I was running from my brother and his friends And tasted the sweet perfume of the mouth. Here's what I promised for you at the end of this segment. Wow. The most banned song at weddings. We're in the middle of wedding season. Hmm. Uh, they uh, surveyed many wedding DJs. What is the most commonly banned song? Of course, by the bride, the groom's song, whatever. <laughs> but the uh, the bride has songs that she will not have played at her wedding. Wow. What is the most banned song? Right. So stay tuned for that. Does it like the reception as well, or just the wedding, or what? Well, the DJ doesn't do anything at the wedding. <laughs> no. Hey, everybody, time for the hokey pokey. Hey, we're, we're doing the vows now, dude. <laughs> I, think, I think we're talking the dance afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, great. I'll look forward to that. All right. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, listen, I, I, I want to talk about vacation, but I'm racked with guilt because I know yours was uh, challenging, perhaps not as relaxing. Look up the definition of vacation, please. I do this regularly. All right. And we will make it clear that I did not go on vacation. So, <laughs> mm. so okay. Yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah. So I didn't. An extended period of recreation, especially one spent away from home or in traveling. That did not happen. Uh, Did the jaunt to the seaside take place? Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. That was not an extended Mm. period of recreation. Well, I'm not arguing. I'm just asking. (laughs) So, uh, so there's there's nothing, you know. Well, so I'm I'm feeling a little racked with guilt here because I don't want to be flaunting the fact that I had a fabulous week. A great relaxing week. As vacation should be. I had 9 to 11 close relatives in my home for an entire week. Wow. That's and, a lot of people. And we all, well, I've got a 40,000 square foot home. <laughs> <laughs> there were some of them I never, I didn't realize they were in town. Jay-Z's playing there on his upcoming tour. <laughs> That's correct. And this is your new home. You haven't unpacked everything, I assume? No, I tell you what. Oh, boy. It's a fool who decides to host a family reunion two weeks after he moves. But That's, yeah, that is something. We got her more or less whipped into shape. You did better than I would have done, because if people came to visit me two weeks after I move into a place, yeah. uh, if you're eating, you need to go through those boxes <laughs> and find yourself a, f- a fork and a plate. Right, right. Well, there are people who just had, I actually know a person who knows a person who who was just in a severe car accident. So compared to them, right. everything was great. But I had five weeks of nonstop labor. No fun. No recreation, just pack, put away, put away, pack, pack, put away, rearrange, throw out. It's a, it's a to get ready. But having said that, 
Uh, we convened from, from points far and near uh, to my place, and it was my mom and dad, my brother and his wife and two daughters, and uh, my sister and her man, uh, who, who don't live far away, and, uh, and, and then my, my daughter and her, her boyfriend, who's a, a fine young man. Um, but we we're all cohabitating under it, your roof? No, no. They were there, mm. though, at times. The lad did not stay over. He kept his hands to himself, one foot on the floor at all times, etc. Uh, but oh, we had a great time. Uh, my my brother's kids are almost exactly the same age as your boys. Uh, they're daughters. Uh, they're they're girls. Um, they appear to be anyway. Although I would never <laughs> assign a gender to a child. I would ask them once a week. Oh, oh wow! Um, but anyway, so uh, it, it was he funny. Asked them once a week. <laughs> it's Tuesday again. Are you a girl or a boy? Are you still a boy? Okay, because that won't make him crazy at all. Anyway, uh, I was reminded how much work kids are. I raised three of them. You'd think I'd remember, but not only work, but the relentlessness of everything. Um, It is unrelenting. I had my neck tickled 5,000 times because that was still amusing <laughs> by the end of the week. And 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 in spite of the uh, the parents' request that it not continue, I had my butt pinched uh, many, many times as well, mm. probably because I would react every single time with an ow! And that was... Uh, <laughs> and then I would prance away uh, and, and insist that there were invisible monkeys in my home. So that uh, continued... <laughs> unabated but we swam and we splashed and i tell you what on a on a, on a somewhat uh, more serious note my my sainted mother who has uh, parkinson's uh, disease and has for like 15 years now and it is a uh, and it, it varies a great deal in how it affects you from some people have terrible psychological uh, issues and she doesn't have that thank god to the tremors to weakness to loss of balance etc and it is a an awful remorseless uh, son of a bitch and it's terrible but um, my new pad has a pool, and and my mom, who now can walk with a walker a little, but she has to be, like, helped and held because uh, her balance has gotten so bad and the weakness and stuff like that. So that's about the state she's in. But we were able to get her into the pool through a three-man operation involving getting her wheelchair down onto the first step, and then we could help her walk in. And then as you get into the pool, you're more and more buoyant. And so she could actually, you know, do exercises and play and splash, and we have the noodles. You know the pool noodles? Mm-hmm. That, and you blow uh, blow the water out the other end and have water fights, and she's participating in that. And and uh, my mom hooting and hollering and laughing and like a little kid for the first time in years. Oh, my wow. God. That that I've been able to witness. Right. I mean, she'll have a chuckle. She in, in, enjoys wordplay like her, her boy. Um uh, both of her boys and her daughter. Uh, but it was just so great to see her. And it was funny because, you know, we we're all concerned about her because if she goes under, she's staying under. Um, so, Jeez. Yeah. Oh, no, she Unless she floats to the top, she's not swimming to the top at this point. But, you know, so we're all uh, concerned. Besides, she's going to go out over there. And it, it gets deep over there. And she t- had the out of hell with it. I'll be fine attitude. So headed out, and she goes under the water. And we're like, Mom, Mom, save her. She gets up out of the water laughing and thinks it's hilarious. And all of us freaking wow. out. She's a grown-ass woman. She's raised three children, next number of grandchildren. She's seen the wars. She's seen the peace. And the rest of us are, you know, afraid. Oh, Mom. But she's like, ah, lighten up. So it was great. That was great. That was a, a, a real highlight. And then the other great insight I came up with, I like to cook. I actually really like to cook. And 
I did a couple of fairly elaborate things. Uh, some some salmon that was rubbed and prepped and all overnight, blah, 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 putting on the smoker. And then I did a, a like an all-day job on some pork shoulders and stuff like that. And they came out really, really well. Um, but like the pork shoulder, you prep the rub, you rub it up, you cover it, et cetera, and then you make your baste, and then you do, do, then you bring it out, you throw it on the thing, then you paint the the the, the mop on there, the the like basting stuff all day long, blah blah blah. Comes out really good. I mean, it's super delicious. Okay, so you got that much effort. I want you to look at some sort of bar graph, a picture of bar graph in your mind. X amount of effort, then. X amount of eating pleasure. And I'm telling you, a, a rubbed, basted pork shoulder that's been cooking for seven hours is really, really good. But then, how about the effort connected with, say, a nice bratwurst on a bun with some onion and then mustard and stuff like that, and some potato chips on the plate? That effort bar is tiny. And then, how yummy is that? Quite. Really, really yummy. Or maybe you order out Chinese food, and you get that. That's <laughs> really, really good. And that may take a little, uh, uh, give your credit card a little bruising, but in terms of effort, there isn't any. You get in the car with your brother, and you listen to music real loud when you go to the Chinese place, and then you drive back to the family, and you, you hand out the Chinese food. And I started we to want think, deal. I, yes, Mr. President. I started to think, you know, the whole going crazy to cook something. Because at first I was thinking, this is so old world. This is so family. This is like the Italian family working on the sauce all mm-hmm. day and stuff. This is wholesome. This is good. And by the end of it, I thought, this is horse ass. <laughs> I need to throw some brats on the grill or even steaks, whatever. Quit working so hard at it. I don't cook, but I've always felt that way about the whole cooking thing. The amount of time that goes into... 15 minutes of eating, which is good, but, yeah. you know, there's lots of things that are good that take zero time. Yeah. Now, if, if it's the group of you working on it, that's different, because then that's a social activity. Of course, Vince would be staring at his phone and cooking with 20 people and not the four in the room, <laughs> thinking it's somehow better. Uh, but that's so I uh, for future, future days, future get-togethers, it's going to be bratwursts. It's going to be maybe a steak. I don't know. Maybe I'll find the time to barbecue some shrimp up, and you can rant and rave about how good that is. But uh, no more work. Did you drop any food? You drop any <laughs> of it and then wash it off and serve it to people. And if I had, it was washed, so it was clean. Yes, so what yes, difference would yes, that make? Yes, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> I do not recall dropping any food. I dropped the food, but only briefly. I dropped it and stepped on it and kicked it across the pool deck and then served. I mean, I washed it. I at it. I, I threw it in the garbage, then thought better of it, took it out of the garbage and washed it and served it. Mm. No, I didn't. But it was fun. It was great. Great to see the family. Seven days. That's a long of time. Of nine to 11 people in my home. That and is we, something. We all got along the whole time. Yeah. It's a blessing. I tell you what. And I know it, because I've known plenty of people who have the family that can't stand to be uh, together for an hour or two. But I'll tell you what, and we talk about this a lot. We've both bounced around the country our whole lives. It's like, uh, you know, uh, good fences make for good neighbors or whatever that that saying is. Um, Not seeing each other a lot makes for really good times when you get together. I've often (laughs) wondered that, is how much of the fact that we all get along great is that we uh, we don't all get to see each other that often. I don't know. The trade-off of getting to see each other all the time with then the normal conflicts that happen, because it's normal to have conflicts with anybody that you're around a lot, 
Um, I think I'd take that trade off, but uh, yeah, you th- you think you would? I think I would. I, I don't think know. I would too. I wonder if if God is chuckling up there. <laughs> they finally figured it out. Either way, it comes out to exactly the same thing. I'm just why thinking, God sounds like Santa Claus. I do not know. I'm just thinking of two brothers I know who live near each other whose wives hate each other. Mm. And I'm Man, thinking I'm so that's sorry. just got to be so difficult. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> Whereas if you live like that, I'd like to know the specific bones of contention. <laughs> what did she say? Really? Yes. Oh Vincent. my God! I've noticed that my relationship with my mom—it's sort of like a long-distance relationship in a romantic. Well, not in a romantic sense, but there's a lot of stress. <laughs> Doctor Freud. When, when you do get together and things don't go sw- swimmingly, there is a lot of stress put on a small amount of time. Oh, really? And if things don't go perfect, then all hell breaks loose, and it's it, it's resulted in tears recently. Really? Oh, I've not had those experiences. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's not a romantic relationship with your mother, just to make that clear? <laughs> yeah, or, or it, it, it is. that would make it? me cry. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to make this clear. It is a relationship. It's not. He said it's not. It's right. not. Okay. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? So we, we got yet another twist of the Trump Jr. Russian contact story. Washington buzzing about former FBI Director James Comey's next move. And we yeah. got... And we got lab tests that have turned up deadly asbestos in makeup for young teens. Makeup sold all over the West. We get into those stories minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Teenage girls putting asbestos under their eyes. Awesome. Stay tuned for all that. Oh, I didn't get to the most banned song at weddings. I will fit that in. Oh. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We should break down some of that ABC Washington Post poll. There's some interesting stuff in there, uh, aside from the headline of Trump's uh, approval rating right. below. And the resultant glee by the mainstream media. Yeah, I haven't heard these numbers. I'd like to. Uh, how about news now, Marsha Phillips? Well, we got yet another twist. Reaction now from the Secret Service against a claim by President Trump's personal lawyer that the agency would have stopped any meeting between Trump's son and a Russian lawyer if there was something amiss. Jay Sekulow insisting that nothing about the meeting was illegal, and they questioned why the uh, Secret Service would have allowed Trump Jr. and the other campaign leaders to meet with a group that included a Russian lawyer last year. Well, I've wondered why the, the, the Secret Service, if this was uh, nefarious, why did the Secret Service allow these people in? The president had Secret Service protection at that point. That raised a question with me. Well, the Secret Service said mm. in their statement Trump Jr. was not under its protection at the time, so the agency wouldn't have screened anyone meeting with him. Did he say nefarious? Yes. <laughs> Listen. Here's the key to the story, and obviously the, the the Democrats and the mainstream media are trying to make great political hay with it, and they may well, and, and if they can, I mean, there's no, in politics, if you can score points and get votes and win power, then you're right, really. There's the, Ill, but here's, here's the problem with all the rhetoric, it's flying around. There's the illegal, then there's the immoral, and then there's the unethical. Which was this meeting? The last two. Oh, I sus- I would tend to agree. Right. Right. What Which does that enough- mean? It's enough for me. What does that mean? It's up to the electorate, really, and each of us in our hearts. Right. More on that to come. 
Meanwhile, the president continues to express support for his son in the form of, yes, ongoing tweets. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader, if you please. Hillary Clinton, which he wrote all is one word. Proofread your tweets, Mr. President. Hillary Clinton is one word like it's her screen name? Yes, but it's capitalized correctly. So Uh, it's almost like a hashtag. Go on. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton can illegally get the questions to the debate and delete 33,000 emails, but my son Don is being scorned by the fake news media. Next tweet. Uh, Here, here's my quick response to that, and, and this this argument's been going on for a week. You're the president. She lost. If she won, then we'd be looking at a variety of things she did and whether we should be upset about it. But she's nobody now. Well, if he's trying to build a case that the New York Times is a partisan organization, well, yeah, yeah, they absolutely are. Now what? Second tweet. I'm at the U.S. Women's Open, an amateur player is co-leading for the first time in many decades. Very exciting! Whole family was in the tent at the (laughs) golf club except for Donald Trump Jr., not there. Uh Uh-oh. And lastly, uh... Exiled. With all of its phony unnamed sources and highly slanted and even fraudulent reporting, hashtag fake news is distorting democracy in our country. Wow. You know, all the reports are that things are just crazed in the White House right now. Everybody's got their own lawyers. Everybody's at each other's throats. Everybody suspects the other one of being the leaker. Well, yeah, because obviously those leaks are coming from the White House, right? Absolutely. Wow. Who? Who? Why? That would make that would make things pretty crazy. Guys who leak a little. If you got in a room and you thought one of us in this room is making life hell for the rest of us, All right. who is it? Vince. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about the White House, Michael. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying Michael, attention. Michael, it's so hot in, in, in the control room, he's starting to hallucinate. Yes. <laughs> Former FBI Director James Comey is writing a book. His of agent, course he is. He, oh is a, he is a showboat. His agent expects to hold a publisher's auction for the rights this week, and the price is expected to go into the millions. I, the thing that's interesting to me is you've either put everything out there or you haven't. I mean, if, if it's something we should know, you should have told us. If it's something you can't tell us, well, then you can't put it in the book either. So I don't know what you've got to say in the book. What could he possibly have in the book? I don't know. Just make it extra dramatic. Then I strode down the hall knowing what was about to happen <laughs> would be hell. But does that make any sense? You've been questioned endlessly about this. It's important to the story. The stuff you can tell us, you should have told us. Yeah, I guess. I don't you, were you holding some stuff back for your book? Can I just read the book and enjoy it? <laughs> well, what, what could there possibly be in there? I don't know. A uh, new warning about makeup, especially beloved by tweens, sold by the Justice Clothing Chain, especially the Just Shine Shimmer Powder. WTVD, a station in Durham, North Carolina, reporting its investigation into the ingredients of the cosmetics revealed frightening results about that product, according to the study by the Scientific Analytical Institute, Just Shine Shimmer Powder tested positive for dangerous asbestos. When it comes to the powder, the uh, analyst said you got to treat it like deadly poison because it is in this powder designed for children. They could die an untimely death in their 30s or 40s because of exposure to asbestos in the product. Well, who's making this crap? China? Don't know. Don't have a readout. I don't, who's making it. I don't want my 13-year-old girl wearing shimmer powder. 
What the hell shimmer powder? What are we, is this taxi driver around here? What are we, what's happening? Sean, Sean, figure out where this crap is made. I'll bet it's the Chinese. Anyway, the... uh, Trying to kill our daughters and apparently turn them into whores. The chain has uh, said they're not sure exactly about all this, but they are pulling the product just to be uh, extremely safe. So anyway, that's just a heads up on that one. Hey, one last note. One of America's most famous jailbirds back in the news this week. O.J. Simpson due for a parole hearing on Thursday. Yes. (laughs) This is going to be like Christmas with a murderer. I mean, if, if, if Santa Claus were to stab your mom, it'd be like Christmas. Anyway, but it's going to be on the TV, right? Is it really? Yeah, multiple networks oh, are saying oh. they will air it. No way. Yes. Fat OJ in front of a judge? Yes. ESPN, yeah. ESPN. Yeah, at, least, at least ESPN, and yeah. others are getting on the bandwagon. Yeah. And and the memorabilia collector scumbag yes. thief idiot who is in exactly the same class as O.J. himself. But he's going to the parole hearing to say, dude's already done too much time. It wasn't that big a deal. The victim is saying that. Wow. So I'm betting O.J. gets out. Oh, 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 juice! You're finally getting out, juice. It's not. It's like you're not the juice anymore. Until you're not the juice till you get out, juice. What time of day is that happening? Ten a.m. Yeah, ten p.m. No, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Pacific time, Michael. Yes. Che- should I check my local links? <laughs> Wait a minute! It's happening at the end of our show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damn it! We might have to stay on an extra hour. <laughs> we'll bring you live team coverage. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, go learn it. I, I, or maybe we just uh, you know stay in here and watch it. Another quick commentary on the uh, whole uh, Eric Trump thing that happened last week. Uh, I promise to keep it brief. Then I will bring you the most banned song from weddings. In fact, I can give you much of the top ten. Wow, love to hear it. There's some of my favorites, but then I'm kind of uh, I'm like a walking cliche when it comes to. Wedding dancing. We'll get to it next. (laughs) Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Remember, just three or four days ago, the story from the Trump campaign was no contacts. Then the story was a harmless meeting about adoptions. Then the story was a meeting to get information about Hillary Clinton. Then the story after that was a, a supposed representative of the Russian government coming to provide this information so Trump could win an election. And That's people, an incredible moment. Trump we supporters push back and they say, no, how is she with the Russian government? Well, I mean, the email says, right. if you believe Rob Goldstone and the setting up of the meeting, that she's representing or somehow representing the Russian government and its efforts to help the Trump campaign, she goes on to tell NBC. Yeah, that's enough she was of that. Um, that's, that's a little layout of the rolling disclosure of Eric Trump last week. That's why it was the changing Donald, day for me. Donald Jr. Donald, right Donald Jr. I'm sorry. Donald Jr. Don't poor blonde-headed, not as good-looking Eric. Uh, that's why it was a big change. It was a it was a day I changed my whole view of the Trump administration from that day forward. What? Got the uh, the oh emails my. came out. It, it is now uh, uh, fully uh, needs to be investigated completely. The Russian contacts, everything they've ever done, because they're obviously not only willing to do it, they're willing to completely lie about it. That is right there in writing. There's no disputing it. As Steve Hayes points out, you can't blame this on the New York Times. You can't blame it on Hillary Clinton. You can't blame it on anybody. It's right there in black and white from his own email thread. 
uh, what happened, and then they lied about it repeatedly until people forced them into the truth, not beforehand. Mm. As as Trey Gowdy said, Republican who's been pretty supportive of Trump throughout, he said, you better rack your brains and see if there are any more Russian meetings out there that you've forgotten and bring those to us before the New York Times does. Well, and this meeting took place less than two weeks before old Jared Kushner filled out his uh, security clearance right. stuff and went through right. all that. And uh, that meeting didn't he'd, he'd forgotten about that one. And the whole uh, we you know I didn't know or maybe you didn't, but uh, the uh, campaign manager, what's his name, Manafort, yeah. he knows how this whole thing works. It was right there in the email what it was all about. He knows the rules. He knows what you can and can't do. What's acceptable and what's not. You're all lying. I believed you before. Hmm. I was I was a look. There's nothing there. They've they've been saying there's nothing there over and over and over again for years, and clearly there is something there. You are certainly willing. You, and the excuse of we didn't get anything, you didn't get anything because they didn't have anything. You would right. have gleefully taken it and kept it a secret if they'd had something that's obvious from your commentary in the emails. And so there might be legal jeopardy here for having lied. It's a felony to lie on those security clearance forms and. So this could be really, really serious. And as always, it's the cover-up. Because if they'd come out and said, you know, during our opposition research, we had some Russian lady come to us and say, we've got dirt on Hillary Clinton. And we went and talked to her, but it wasn't anything. And, you know, honestly, now that we think about it, we shouldn't have been talking to anybody who's with any foreign governments because that's uncool. And we're really sorry about it. I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, I think because they are neophytes. What the hell does Donald Trump Jr. know about the ethics of oppo research cooperation with foreign governments? Probably nothing. But when you've been questioned over and over and over again, all of you about have you any con? We've had zero contacts with Russians. Zero. You met with somebody portrayed as an representing the Russian government specifically because they had dirt on Hillary. You don't forget that sort of thing either. And a Russian lobbyist who was with the military and is thought might be a spook. Who they we only found out just a couple of days ago was in the room because Donald Trump Jr. said that he wasn't there. A lot of lying. A lot of obvious lying. He takes a lot of meetings, Jack. Maybe he just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole view of the whole thing changed there. Still don't think he's going to be impeached or anything. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.